Welcome to Follow, a Latter-day Saint scripture poetry podcast. My name is Mary Jane Rice. Thank you for joining me today. The reading this week is 2 Nephi chapters 3 through 5. Because I didn't have a poem for this reading, I'm sharing one that centers on some verses a little bit later in the Book of Mormon in 2 Nephi chapter 7 verses 4 through 11. This poem was inspired by Nephi's determined character. If you'd like to read along, you can find this poem on my website at maryjanerice.com. Let's begin. Like Flint All these years I've chipped words from living quarry, honed bright, unstained instruments sharp enough to pierce calcified hearts. I've made a bow with spring, arrow shafts from what straight sticks I could find. I've sought guidance for the hunt. My face is set, bolts ready to fly and scatter encompassing sparks. I will not be ashamed, not anymore. Part of the reading this week focused on the struggles Nephi went through not long after his father died. He was left in charge of leading his family, but many of them did not want to follow his advice. In 2 Nephi chapter 4, verses 15 through 35, Nephi expressed how miserable and wretched he felt sometimes. This part of the scriptures is often called Nephi's psalm because it seems to be written like a song or a hymn or a piece of poetry. He had seen the Lord and received many revelations and visions, yet he still struggled with weakness and negative emotions. He probably felt discouraged and angry with his brothers. He had worked so hard to try to turn their hearts to the Lord, yet the same problems kept cropping up over and over again. It is human for us to hope for lasting solutions to all of our difficulties in this life, whether they be physical illness, financial trouble, family conflict, or spiritual doubts. But often the best we can do is to mitigate the damage and manage our circumstances while exercising patience and long-suffering. That is what we call enduring to the end. One of Nephi's answers for how to do this is in, in verse 34, which reads, O Lord, I have trusted in thee, and I will trust in thee forever. I will not put my trust in the arm of flesh, for I know that cursed is he that putteth his trust in the arm of flesh. Yea, cursed is he that putteth his trust in man, or maketh flesh his arm. I think this verse means that Nephi didn't just trust in the Lord minimally or in word. He didn't just read the scriptures and think they were nice ideas for the old-fashioned prophets. He knew he had to turn everything over to the Lord. But Nephi spent a lot of time and physical effort on trying to make prophecies happen. Did that mean he was relying on his own arm of flesh or on his own power? I don't think that's what he meant. He probably viewed his efforts on behalf of the Lord as being guided by the Lord. He always asked for directions first. To rely on the arm of flesh is to try to do it our own way. It's to be angry with and fight against our enemies without turning to the Lord and asking for a means of escape. It is to rely on our own talents or our own machinations or intelligence without thinking that maybe the Lord has something to say about how we live our lives. I think 
we do have to work to carry out the Lord's will, but we need to check in with God about what we should do without assuming we already know. One of the scriptures that inspired my poem today comes from 2 Nephi chapter 7, verse 7, which reads, For the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. This verse is parallel with a verse in Isaiah chapter 50. Another verse I re- relied on for this poem is 2 Nephi chapter 8, verse 12, which is also in Isaiah chapter 51. It reads, I am he, yea, I am he that comforteth you. Behold, who art thou that thou shouldst be afraid of man who shall die, and of the son of man who shall be made like unto grass? In this scripture, the Lord tells his people to not be afraid of others who are all going to die someday anyway. I think that um, in past times, this would have been a tall order because people could also come after you to make you die. But for our time and place, it's it's entirely doable to not fear people when usually all they can do is try to embarrass you for your beliefs. I need to hear this message. Don't be afraid of embarrassment. Embrace it. But the greater point is that the Lord is more powerful than anyone, so he is the one that we need to respect and rely on for help. Keep in mind that when he gave this revelation to Isaiah, the Lord had not yet been born as our Savior. He was going to be crucified and eventually killed, but he didn't shirk his duty out of fear. We can follow his example and do the same. Now I'll read the poem for you again. Like Flint All these years I've chipped words from living quarry, honed bright, unstained instruments sharp enough to pierce calcified hearts. I've made a bow with spring, arrow shafts from what straight sticks I could find. I've sought guidance for the hunt. My face is set, bolts ready to fly and scatter encompassing sparks. I will not be ashamed, not anymore. That's all for today. You can find more of my poetry at facebook.com slash Latter-day Saint Poetry or visit maryjanerice.com. That's M-E-R-R-I-J-A-N-E rice.com. My contact information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. May your time spent in the scriptures this week be rewarding.